Hello, I'm Howard Phillips Lovecraft, and despite all my warning, you're listening to Microphones of Madness. Hey everybody, Saturday night, Microphones of Madness, it is May the 28th, look at that, I'm blank now, let's turn that off, I'm Rodney, over there as always we have uh, Run Games for Exposure, also known as Steve, Hail Hydra, or as uh, Mike Mason calls him, Richard, <laughs> and last but not least, there's Kim, Here's me. No shooting at puppies. No shooting at puppies. No shooting at puppies. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a moment, because that is that's that's the first topical reference we've ever had in our, our little subtitles. I know. But yeah. Um. That's like putting a backbeat on it. Yeah. Exactly. We've gone from free jazz to skiffle. What, whatever that is. Tonight we're talking about uh, Valiant Comics, Faith, Volume 1, uh, Hollywood and Vine. Uh, it's a collection of the Faith comic book series. It's been out for a little while now. The uh, series generated a lot of buzz when it came out because it featured a plus-size superhero, which I think... <laughs> Honestly, I think they were they were a little misguided with the marketing there because you know they focused too much on that and not how as much on how good this fucking comic is. I don't know how much of that was the marketing and how much of that was the geek and sundry crowd making a big deal of it. Right, right. Because you know one thing, it it never. I no, I I I hate to say that it does it does come up one time. And only once, and it's out of the mouth of the bitchy girlfriend. So. That's right. So it's like one, one panel that really, if, if that panel was missing, you would have, there would have been nothing, nothing lost right. at all. Um, so who wants to start today? I think we started with Steve last time. No, we started. Did we? I have no idea. I don't remember this stuff. <laughs> All right, who's got a coin? Um, yeah. Not a got dice. All right. So High or low, Steve? I'll go low. All right. Okay, got a D12. Seven. That's All right, you, that's, Kim. That's, that's, All that's right. you, Kim. All right, fine. <laughs> we love this comic. We really did. We just don't know what to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Actually, um, I don't know what to say about it. It's a great comic. Loved it. Um, and I, I am one of those who is really not into comics. I know I'm the odd person out here. But I've just never really been into them really big. Mm-hmm. So when I was asked to look at this, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll give it a look-see. And then I... Couldn't stop. First page was good, and it kept me going from there. Once I got a look at the actual hero in question, I thought she was really well done. 
She had a a good personality. She uh, she's a natural person, you know. Mm-hmm. She has she has sexual fantasies about people she has a crush on. Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has Speaking fantasies about. <laughs> She has fantasies about All what the hero should look like. Right. And then she gripes about how it that's not how it is. Right. Exactly. And that's another thing I like about this comic. Is you have that stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And the way they they drew her, it's like I don't know, I guess in my head I've got this picture of the superhero genre where they always try to stylize the hero to look as good as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Even when it's not even when it's not physically realistic and like a, a waist that big, you know. Mm-hmm. Arms like that big. Rob Liefeld. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas here, they show the bulge and everything. Look at my belly, it's awesome. <laughs> right here. Yeah, there's 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 a lot there's a lot of uh, work in the writing um, to to make Faith a normal human being with a crappy job at all. And she's a she's had a hard job. She doesn't even need the job. <laughs> right, yeah. she doesn't need the job. She has a friend who will wire her as much money as she needs. I want that friend. But she wants she wants this job. And I'll say it again. She has our job. <laughs> That's true. But she She's gets our competition. No. She gets uh, She she works she works for a a, a a nerd blogging site. She works for Geek and Sundry. Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Kind of a cross between Geek and Sundry and TMZ. Yeah. All right, Steve, what do you think? Um, I liked it. Um, I what I really liked about it was I I don't know whether or not she had appeared in another comic. Um, I do. She but, was in. She was a supporting character in uh, Valiant's uh, series Harbinger. Okay. See, now I did not know that, but the the writer Jody Hauser. Jody Hauser was good enough that that was incorporated bit by bit mm-hmm. into the storyline to catch you up to speed without pages and pages of, of explanation. This is the backstory section. This is the action section. It was all very seamless, mm-hmm. which is um, you don't get to see a lot of comic writing like that. Usually you get the 10-minute the story so far. Right. If you know what I mean. Last time on or on the Orient Express, blah 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 blah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought the story writing Drake. <laughs> <laughs> the story writing was really good. Uh, the story itself was was very intriguing. Was it entirely original? Not really. Um but then what is? It kind of reminded me of the, when the New 52 uh, had the Teen Titans 
their the reboot of the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Very similar storyline. Right. With, uh, young supers being kidnapped and used for some nefarious purpose. Right. Um, so, but, I mean, it was well done. It's not like they did it poorly. So I enjoyed it. Uh, the art is great. I love the art. And I like the fact that they distinguish stylistically between um, what's going on in the present, what sort of dream sequences, mm-hmm. so, so you can you just parse that and move on without going, what did I just read? Which doesn't always happen in comics. So it's right. very, very well done. And, and like Kim said, not every superhero can be an X-Man. Not everyone is born beautiful and thin and svelte mm-hmm. and and manly, and it's unrealistic to expect superheroes to be that way as well. It's not so, fair either. No. So to, to actually have a superhero who she's big, she's a big girl, and to have this as your as your main character, not even a supporting character, I think is great. It's at the very least refreshing. Yes. Because how many times have we seen her, the the big girl who's just your, the sassy friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Now, I guess I'll start with the one thing that, that I didn't like, and that is I, the coloring on the non fantasy sequences. I mean, the third issue, in, in the galley copy we had, we had the first two issues complete, and then the third issue was pencils only. Right. Looking at the pencils only, and then going back to the coloring in the first two issues, I, I think I think the coloring washed out some of that line work. And that's, and, but that's that's a technical thing, and, and, and a taste thing, and it really doesn't detract from how good the writing in this book is. That's, yeah. You know, that might even just be because, it, I mean, it looks like it was digitally colored. Right. And, um, and, and that always, I'd much rather have it hand done. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, that's an economic decision as much right. as anything else. It's just cheaper to get it done on the, on the computer. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I will say the one, this thing is that what makes faith work as a title, are the same qualities that made Supergirl work as a show. Um, in fact, it's very similar to Supergirl, so if you like that show and you haven't read this book, you need to read this book because it's done, and it may even be done that much better. Honestly, there were there were actually times when I wondered, did this person watch Supergirl and say, you know... I'd like to see her as a big girl. Right. But, yeah, looking into the history of the characters, um, yeah, she was around a little bit before the show. It actually might have been the other way around. Yeah, it could have been the other way around. Hmm. Did the showrunner on Supergirl say, hey, we want to have, want her to be more like Faith? Mm-hmm. Or, with that. or we, could, we could say that, you know, if you want to actually have a positive portrayal of a a superheroine, then it should be done this way. 
and well, it's one of the ways to go. Right. You don't want to see every. Right. It would get old if every superhero. But one of but the main element that makes this work is that even though there are some very serious events going on with the kidnappings and stuff like that, the show is still. Or not the show. The the comic is still it's light, it's fun, it moves at a fast pace. Right. Um, it interjects humor, action, you know, and emotional content. All yeah. Yes. No shooting dog at puppies. Well, here's no the thing. Shooting at puppies. She she is not Captain Marvel mm-hmm. or Wonder Woman or any of that. Those I mean the cookie cutter. Female right. superhero who is just like a man with tits. Sorry to say it. Just I'm just tough, and that's my thing. I'm a I'm a girl, but I'm tough. Right. And you know this is a a, a believable person, mm-hmm. as opposed to everybody being an MMA fighter. Right. And well, she's and not honestly, a good fighter at all. I don't think she. Know. Punched anybody? No, she's got the, she has the telekinesis bubble. Mm-hmm. With a companion field. Yeah. And actually, we probably should explain the puppies. Um, she responds to a no, crime. No, people read it. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Go ahead. Responds, yeah, she responds to a crime. She she hears about it on her little radio. And she goes thinking, oh, what, are my, what is it, it going to be? Aliens? Is it going to be, you know... Bank robbers, whatever. What's it going to be? And it's puppy nappers. Freaking puppy nappers. Only in L.A.? Yeah. And it, that struck me, too, as one of the cool things about this is not every crime is going to be, like, big, huge, you know, world-sized criminal organizations. It's sometimes puppies. Mm-hmm. And then and, they are. Yep, the puppy nappers. The puppies. Those of you who are watching, you can see puppies. Those of you who are listening, take my word for it. There are puppies. Well, if you're watching, you can barely see puppies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sort of. We're looking at on your iPad. Yeah, because the idiot criminals, they try to shoot at her, and she's standing right in front of the puppies. And she's like, no, no, wait, there there are puppies. No, no, no. No No shooting at puppies. (laughs) And the look on her face. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. She she goes from this stern. Uh, let me guess. You're the you're the one who stole uh, the one you stole tonight. Isn't the first one you ripped off of, out of a loving home? And she's ready to kick their ass. They all pull out their guns and start shooting at her. And she goes from this to ah, don't shoot the puppies. You idiots! You're shooting your merchandise. <laughs> Yeah, it, Don't shoot the puppies. You know, there's there's also kind of a you know, a, a the classic Spider-Man vibe thing going on there. You know, is she's not out saving the world from Doctor Doom or some comparable bad guy, even though there are shades of that in the background. Because she already did. Right. right. That's part well, of the backstory. She's trying to. She's a crime fighter. She's a crime fighter. She's a police scanner. She doesn't have Cerebro or the Batcave or the Watchtower. She has a police scanner. And and a hacker friend. And a hacker friend, right. 
A very who, rich hacker. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> right. And an Oracle Tite who gives her uh, information when she asks for it. And she doesn't, right. like, depend on this guy. She's out there. She, she, she moves from wherever she was from before out to Los Angeles to make a name for herself, to make a solo career as a hero. And and really, that's one of the endearing things of this book is like, okay, you were part of this team for this big event, and now you're you're you've moved. You're by yourself. You know, how do you adjust? And yeah, the world-sized like event has already happened. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a soldier coming back from war, coming back home. You gotta right. adjust to being back home, and your life is not constantly in danger. Mm -hmm. There are not snipers constantly searching you out from rooftops. There right. are puppy nappers. There are puppy nappers, and people to rescue from fires and things like that, and articles to write about stars named Chris who need to be in superhero movies. Yes. You know, it, I was psycho just, bosses. I was just thinking of it, and it, it kind of has that uh. Astro City feel. Um, for those of you who are familiar with Astro City, it's kind of um, it's about the other guys. A lot of the stories are about the other guys. You have these big, powerful superheroes, and then you have these other guys who are on the team but aren't mm -hmm. aren't the main guys. It would be it would be like a your support. If uh, Booster Gold had a miniseries, right? It's the Booster Golds and the Blue Beetles of the of of the their world, mm -hmm. but they get featured every storyline. It's very rare that you have the Superman storyline, right? And it's got that feel, mm -hmm. and and so Astro City is phenomenal, and it really digs into these characters and gives them personalities. And makes you care about them, and this has that vibe to it as well, right? Yeah, and um, another another thing that I I enjoyed was that really she, Faith has three identities. She she has her identity as Zephyr. Zephyr is her superhero. Is her superhero identity, even though very few people actually use that name. Most of the time, they just call her Faith. They just call her by her real name. That's her given name. That's her given name. She has her secret identity of Summer Smith, employee at Nerdblog. Zipline. Zipline. And then she has the idealized version of the Zephyr identity that exists only within her mind. The one that swoops in and saves the hot guys and goes and makes make out with them. And right, exactly. Which, you know, you we know, see I that... In the in the in the fantasy sequences, you know, it's there's there's always a transition panel between her arriving at the scene of any given sequence, and then her expectation of how that scene should go, and then we see what really happens. And yeah, you're not making out with Chris, you're fighting dog nappers. Right. You don't have a sudden reunion with your superhero ex-boyfriend and start fighting giant robots while his supermodel girlfriend is cheering in the background. That was, that was awesome. You pretty much have, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, 
that sort of thing. And it's it's nice because because that that also makes her more human of a character because she has her own expectation of what's about to transpire, and you don't get that insight into people's mind in a lot of superhero books. Either you get something that's entirely in the character's mind, or you get just what transpires. And I'll tell you, she's a lot more of a positive person than I am. All of her little fantasy sequences are very positive. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't walk into the job interview thinking, I'm going to totally blow this. My fly's unzipped. I should have worn the other tie. Right. <laughs> they're going to find out about my, my history. My <laughs> She's like wowing the boss and ends up going on a date with her. Right. And... and- Suddenly becoming the CEO of the company, yeah, she's vice president in charge. And, but and, but but on the flip side of that, the reality is that she walks in and she should have worn the other tie or her flies mm-hmm. down, <laughs> something like that. Um, oh man, I had a job interview once where I was missing an earring the entire time because it fell out before I even entered the building. Oh no! So you sat down in front of the interviewer. And with one ace, ears, like looking like with a asymmetrical, you were yeah. lopsided. <laughs> I was looking like a pirate. They look for those things. That's the sad thing about that. Miss Smeltzer, why is your head tilted that way? <laughs> I don't know. This side of my head just feels really heavy, uh. far heavier than the other. There's a .02 gram difference between my right and left side. That affects my balance. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's. I think. I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about. Uh, I will say that reading this was a breath of fresh air because it wasn't Lovecraftian at all. None of right. it. Mm-hmm. And I've been between Cthulhu Live Streaming and the Martian Migraine thing that's coming up and mm-hmm. trying to get pulp together for for uh, Monday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like getting Cthulhu'd out. <laughs> right. We we spend a lot of time on this on on this channel, particularly in the bleaker worlds. And, and nice. yeah. It was nice to see a world where the sun is shining and, you know, women can fly and they make, they, they crack jokes, you know, about Batman or Wonder Woman or... Despair doesn't come raining down from the sky. Right. No. Except for the prisoners. Well, even then, it, it, the, it just wasn't the, the same type of level of despair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I'm sure it would probably be been a lot more serious had we read this book, you know, prior to say Cthulhu live streaming or something like that. Yeah, because you know it's a whole it's, that's it's a whole different world. It is. Uh, yeah. And that is, that is one thing that I will say about this. It is very bright in that mm-hmm. world. Very bright. Very sunny. You know, yes. Faith, Faith is a superhero that operates during the day, primarily. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there are she's lots. She's not afraid of, to be out seeing out flying over the city. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's not. What she does. She's not trying to hide. You know, she doesn't cling to the shadows and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of positivity in this book. I mean, it's very positive. If if you're a comic book fan and you haven't read this book, you're a fan of superheroes. Um, I mean, really, it really harkens back to a lot of more classical superhero storytelling rather than the grimdark stuff. Yeah, well, that a lot of people are ape shit about right now. Well, if where all the heroes have mental issues, and mm-hmm. if you're sick of Hail Hydra, right? And you're sick of three Jokers, and mm-hmm. those the big two fighting over geek and sundry front pages, right? This is read this because it's a comic book and it's fun to read. Mm-hmm. It's fun to read. It's it, it's one of those books. It's written so well. The narration is great. I mean, you could probably get through the entire book on narration panels alone. Mm-hmm. But then she also adds dialogue, and the dialogue is snappy. Uh, it's it, it's natural. Um, and yeah, it, it, and it just flows so well from one panel to the next, and from one page to the next, and one scene to another. Mm-hmm. It, it it just moves along and it just takes you away with it. It's just and you're gone. You know, yeah. you get you get through the first couple panels and you you've been whisked away into yeah. into the world. And um, I believe that you know we got a partial galley copy of this for the review, and I believe that the final copy will probably be like the first five issues. That's usually what they do with these collections. Right. Um, so because I want more. Yeah, so and usually it, do it in story arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three to five issues per story arc is is pretty yeah, much standard. These this days. one doesn't end. The third issue doesn't end the story arc. I don't see where it can. So right, right. So yeah, I mean, go out and, and grab this book. You know, if you're if you're a longtime comic fan. You're an avid reader of comics. This is a great book to, to read. Yeah, if, um, if you like things like Astro City yeah. and you know even like um, was it Marvel Girl, Camilla Khan, uh, Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel, right? If that if that's your bag, lighthearted, the kids attack. Um, this is the kind of thing, if that's the kind of thing you like, positive comics with good storytelling and great mm-hmm. art. Yep. This is your comic book. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason not to buy it. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're a comic fan, buy it. If, if you know someone who's into comics or, you know, buy this for your son. Buy it for your daughter, you know. Buy it as a Father's Day gift for somebody. <laughs> I'm looking at you. What? Oh. <laughs> Did you know about Father's Day gift for your See? Go away. Did you? Be gone, child spawn. Did you know? Did you know about it? No, I didn't. No, go. <laughs> <laughs> Live entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. Live entertainment. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, Kim, you looked up the release date. It's like July something? Yeah. Um, let's see. Wrong one. Uh, July 26th. July 26th. Okay, so no Father's Day. Is the release date on this? Um, but if a late your birthday's in August. But if your birthday's in August, could be a birthday present. Hey. Yeah. July twenty sixth. Uh, the link for the Amazon edition of this book is in the description below. Uh, check it out, or head down to your friendly local comic shop and and grab the single issues. Valiant Comics, Faith. Uh, well worth the money. Yes. And with that, uh, we'll go ahead and, and close it out for the night. Uh, Monday, provided that Nick doesn't bail on us again. As long as, as he can resist the lore of Bernie Sanders. As long as, as long as Nick can resist the lore of Bernie Sanders, we'll be doing a Time to Harvest on Monday Night Heroes, the big Chaosium organized play event. If and not, we'll continue Atomic Age. Correct. Our slightly emergency Cold War McCarthyist adventure. Uh, Friday night will be Friday Fun Guy again, and we'll see if James actually kills everyone this time. We can get. Yeah, we can do better than forty percent, James. Come yeah, on. Yeah, forty percent, man. That's not a meat grinder. That's a meat tenderizer. I don't feel very tender, guys. <laughs> Jim died. And next Saturday, we will be live on the air with um, Caleb yeah. Stokes yeah. of RPPR, game designer. Uh, he's right. got a Kickstarter going on for competition. for Red Market. <sighs> uh, it's, a, it's a game that Caleb designed, and we'll be talking about that next week on the show. Yeah, economic horror. Yeah. So, with that said, say goodnight, Gracie. Yeah. No shooting at puppies! <laughs> <laughs>